1: 653
0: you're listening to pure opelka this is pure opelka with mike opelka only on the blaze radio network
2: well it is a wednesday it is the president's birthday it is flag day it is many things today But it's also a day that we are mindful of a tragedy that almost became a horrific tragedy in Virginia, in Alexandria, Virginia this morning. Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network. It is just past middle of the day here on the East Coast. And many of you on the West Coast are just... Uh, probably waking up an hour or two into your day and seeing the news out of the East Coast where a gunman opened fire on the group of Republicans who were practicing for a charity baseball game that's supposed to happen tomorrow. We are monitoring several things. We'll get you the president's statement on this. Thankfully, none of the victims have been killed Congressman Steve Scalise, one of the top leadership of the GOP House group, had with him a detail of Capitol Police. And thank God for that small blessing, because the Capitol Police were able to take out the gunman. I wish we had been able to keep him alive and find out more about this guy, but the Capitol Police prevented what could have been a horrific massacre of human life. <sighs> to hear the accounts this morning, and we'll go through them, is just, it's chilling. We heard, from, we heard from Rand Paul. We heard from several different congressmen who were there and several who left. Mo Brooks was talking about it. Uh, there's the one congressman who claims that he may have met the gunman in the parking lot, as he was leaving early, and this guy asked, are those Republicans or Democrats? And they said, Republicans. And then the gunman, alleged gunman, started walking towards the field. The pictures of the YMCA across the street, the YMCA, it's a YMCA baseball field, with the bullet holes in the swimming pool building it's all very scary, and, and again, thank God, Congressman Scalise and the four others, two, two of which were the Capitol policemen who took bullets, though those don't appear to be life-threatening. What we hear about Congressman Scalise today was that his, his condition was such that before he went into surgery, he was able to actually speak to his wife and make sure she knew he was going to be okay. It's, this is a horrific day on many levels, and yes, it's going to be politicized, and there's plenty of time for that, people, plenty of time to politicize this. Uh, I will get you some of the clips, and you've already seen some of the postings online. If you want to be a part of the conversation today, I would love to hear from you. 888 900 So many stories are now starting to come out about the heroes. And yes, those those Capitol Police who were on the detail with Steve Scalise are heroes. And there were people on the sidelines of the baseball game, people on either side of the field in foul territory who rushed out to help Steve Scalise. Scalise was hit in the hip and the descriptions of of the scream that came out of him when he was struck by the bullet in the hip and he dropped as he rounded second base. I think it was Rand Paul who talked about Scalise unable to walk, but crawling along the dirt infield, pulling himself along the ground as others were either trying to run away or lay down motionless as well. This really was something that Nobody could ever prepare for. Nobody could have seen coming. So today, today, America, on the birthday of the president, on the, the birthday of the United States Army. Thank you, U.S. Army. On the day we honor the flag as this is flag day. And if you don't have a flag out today, what the hell are you doing? Come on now. And we need to talk about the vital question of the day. The vital question of the day, as I posted earlier today, relates to Flag Day and relates to the fact that on this day in 1954, President Eisenhower signed the law that was debated, hotly debated in, in Congress, about whether or not we should put two words into the Pledge of Allegiance, those two words under god they weren't there before 1954 we will go over the story of the of the pledge of allegiance because it's a fascinating story and i know how you guys like history on this show we will go over that and we will we will get into that but currently the vital question of the day under god was added to the pledge today in 1954. do you have a problem saying those two words in the Pledge of Allegiance. Now, currently, in just the early voting, currently 87% of you say, no, leave it alone. Leave the pledge alone. 8% say, yes, I have a problem with it. Take it out. 1% of you can't <laughs> cannot decide. And um, then there are 4% of you that don't want any kind of pledge to any kind of nation. And I wonder what the heck you're doing. I, I, <laughs> I really wonder. Come on now, what are, what are you really here for? So take, take the pledge. Take the vote, the vital question. It's on, on my uh, Twitter page. That's StuntBrain at the very top. There are also some interesting moments that are being posted and things that make me actually feel better about the possibility of this country to come together. The House Democrats were practicing this morning as well, and they were on a nearby field And when they heard their captain, their captain was told about the shooting where the uh, Republicans were practicing. And he called everybody in off the field and they gathered. And um, he said, look, there's been a shooting. They want us to shelter in place. So they got off the diamond and they gathered in the dugout. And the first thing they did, and there are photos of this, they prayed for their Republican colleagues. And anyone else injured at that shooting. And I think this is the point. This is the point where we have to rally and say, okay, look, it is in tragedy we find the best among us. It is in moments like this that we find within each one of us the best things, and we exploit the best. I I was told as a young man that the The word the Greeks used for love really meant look for good, look for the good. So in a moment like this, we really show love for each other for our fellow man by looking for the good inside everybody, especially in those we have been uh, in disagreement with. So I, I think the Democrats were a great example of that today, and anybody who used this opportunity To push forward an agenda, be it gun control, be it whatever you're thinking. You really need to be ashamed of yourselves. You you really, really need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, what the heck am I doing? The shooter's name, I'm going to tell you now because you're going to hear it all day. I don't want to give this guy too much press, but he's dead. James T. Hodgkinson James T Hodgkinson apparently lived in Belleville Illinois and if you if you measure it out if you google map it it's about 825 miles from where he was today there are all kinds of statements coming out about this guy there are all kinds of connections being drawn to people on the left and all I will tell you is we probably don't know we probably don't know who the heck this guy is. So we will, um, we will keep you abreast of any news we get. Uh, I'm going to step aside a little bit early because I want to play the president's entire statement on this. The president spoke for about four and a half minutes just before we went on the air. And I want to make sure we take the time to give the, that entire statement time to be played in case you missed it. It's got to be kind of uh, kind of tough to wake up thinking you're going to celebrate your birthday and and you have to change from a happy day into being the the president this is the tough work of a president but again we should be thankful that none of the lives were lost none of the lives were lost except that of the guy who was out to take the lives of everybody else so when we return we'll hear from President Trump and uh, maybe a few others in Washington as we have some feelers out. But I know everybody in the House was called to the House floor this morning. They wanted to say a prayer, take the pledge, and then get on with their business. If there are remarks from uh, Paul Ryan and Nancy Pelosi, we will share those with you as well. This is Michael Pelka on Pure Old Pelka. We'll be right back. <laughs>
0: You're listening to Pure Opelka
2: on the Blaze Radio Network.
3: Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love.
0: With Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: Welcome back to Piero Pelka. We, uh, we promised you we're going to try and give you as much live coverage and full coverage of today's events out of Washington that we can. The shooting in Alexandria, Virginia, which has left only the shooter, only the bad guy dead right now. And, and Steve Scalise is in surgery. Congressman Scalise from Louisiana. So, Uh, He looks like he's going to be okay, but you you never know with surgery, so say a prayer. Earlier today, just before we came on the air, the president of the United States addressed the nation. I don't know if it was carried everywhere. Days like today, it's hard to keep up with all the news because so many many different things are going on, different channels as the, the news machine scrambles to get a sound bite from someone who was there to get a leg up on somebody involved. So um, I I happened to be watching and I thought, you know, it's a solemn day. We should run the whole thing. You should hear from your president. So if you missed it without any editing or stopping or commenting, here is President Donald Trump
3: speaking to the nation just about an hour ago. As you all know, shortly after 7 a.m. this morning, A gunman opened fire on members of Congress and their staffs as they were practicing for tomorrow's annual charity baseball game. Authorities are continuing to investigate the crime, and the assailant has now died from his injuries. The FBI is leading the investigation and will continue to provide updates as new information becomes available. Congressman Steve Scalise, a member of House leadership, was shot and badly wounded and is now in stable condition at the hospital, along with two very courageous Capitol Police officers. At least two others were also wounded. Many lives would have been lost if not for the heroic actions of the two Capitol Police officers who took down the gunmen despite sustaining gunshot wounds during a very, very brutal assault. Melania and I are grateful for their heroism and praying for the swift recovery of all victims. Congressman Scalise is a friend, and a very good friend. He's a patriot, and he's a fighter. He will recover from this assault. And Steve, I want you to know that you have the prayers not only of the entire city behind you, but of an entire nation, and frankly, the entire world. America is praying for you, and America is praying for all of the victims of this terrible shooting. I spoke with Steve's wife, Jennifer, and I pledge to her our full and absolute support. Anything she needs, we're with her and with the entire Scalise family. I have also spoken with Chief Matthew Verderosa. He's doing a fantastic job of the Capitol Police to express our sympathies for his wounded officers and to express my admiration for their courage. Our brave Capitol Police perform a challenging job with incredible skill, and their sacrifice makes democracy possible. We also commend the brave first responders from Alexandria Police Fire and Rescue who rushed to the scene. Everyone on that field is a public servant. Our courageous police, our congressional aides, who work so tirelessly behind the scenes with enormous devotion, and our dedicated members of Congress who represent our people. We may have our differences, but we do well in times like these to remember that everyone who serves in our nation's capital is here because, above all, they love our country. We can all agree that we are blessed to be Americans, that our children deserve to grow up in a nation of safety and peace, and that we are strongest when we are unified and when we work together for the common good. Please take a moment today to cherish those you love and always remember those who serve and keep us safe god bless them all god bless you and god bless america thank you that was president
2: trump speaking to the nation just moments before we went on the air and then shortly after that the the house gathered every member of the house that was able to get there rush to to be on the floor, and they opened the day at at noon. When we get back from the break, I would like to get to some of the comments that we heard from uh from the Speaker of the House, from Nancy Pelosi, and the prayer that opened up the day, and of course, the pledge of allegiance important today because of Today is the day that we added the words, under God, back in 1954. And I promise you, we'll get to the history of the story of under God in the Pledge of Allegiance, because it is an important... Well, the, the story the entire Pledge of Allegiance is interesting. And if you don't know it, it, it was not around that long. The Pledge of Allegiance is not that old in terms of our nation. So we'll we'll dig into that. But right now, the story is there was a shooting in our Alexandria, Virginia. It was uh, members of of the uh, House baseball team who were practicing for a charity baseball game that's supposed to take place tomorrow night in Washington at the Washington Nationals Stadium. Uh, Right now, they're not sure if that game is going to be played. I would hope that those men and women who do play in that game would, would stand up and say, you're not going to beat us. No incident like this is going to tear us apart and that they will play this game that raises over a half million dollars for local charities. So it is a, it's a little bit of a different Wednesday here on Pure Opelka, but we have much to cover. And you know, when we get back, it's wellness Wednesday with Dr. Jorge. Come on back after the break.
3: Welcome
2: back to Pure Opelka. Uh, trying to get Dr. Jorge on the phone. Uh, he just sent me a message, guys, in Dallas. Uh, I'm, I'll let you know if he's available. He just pinged me and said, are we still doing this? <laughs> we talked yesterday. <laughs> I'm going to have to give him a hard time. Uh, if if you guys will give him a quick call, we'll go right to Dr. Jorge. And if, if he doesn't answer, Dallas, please let me know because I will uh, then go to the situation, the latest update out of the House this morning. Uh, we are following everything that's going on today, not just the situation with the shooting and uh, the updates on Congressman Scalise and the four others who were shot. Uh, we're trying to keep an eye on many different fronts today. I'm, I'm really hoping we'll find out some news about, about Otto Warmbier. The American who finally made it home yesterday, late, late, late yesterday, the 23-year-old American who had been held in a Korean prison or prison work camp for the last 13, 14 months, and he's been in a coma for most of it. uh, I'd like to know what the heck happened there. And uh, it it had nothing to do with Dennis Rodman. I'll, I'll happily tell you that. But the story of this young man who was arrested for trying to steal a political banner and then sentenced to 15 years hard labor, he reportedly, and we've known about this for a while, he reportedly contracted botulism, usually a foodborne illness, while he was in in custody, and then they gave him a sleeping pill, which... We here forced him into a coma or put him in a coma and he in that coma since March of 2016. So an American citizen who was jailed in North Korea, been in a coma since March. Now we hear late March of 2016, he just arrived home. The pictures you see are deceiving because you see the shots of this guy and he is, um, he is walking or being walked by, by South or North Korean guards. And it appears that he's okay. But that's the last video we saw of him uh, from a long time ago. So it's a, a very misleading thing. Uh, waiting to see if Dr. Jorge's on the horn. I know you guys in Dallas are trying to reach him. He wanted to talk about a couple of important things. If we need to move it, we can move it. Okay, so I'll tell you what we're going to do. Maybe we'll move him to the uh, next block. And I, I think it was particularly moving, President Trump being very presidential this morning, delivering the message about the shooting. And then that was followed by the complete gathering of virtually every congressman who was available in the House. And there was a, a prayer delivered before, before we started the day's business in the House of Representatives. Uh, I thought, uh, a wonderful moment, and uh, I'm just gonna get out of the way and let it happen.
1: U.S. Senate about to uh, gavel in, continue working on legislation expanding U.S. <It's from> penalties against Iran.
4: Live coverage. Our shield and defense, we look to you in these challenging times. Lord, the shooting at the Congressional Baseball practice reminds us of the importance of numbering our days. May we refuse to boast about tomorrow, for we know not what a day may bring. Lord, surround our lawmakers with the shields of your protection and favor. Fill them with your spirit, causing them to walk in your statutes and keep your judgments. Lord, you know better than we what lies ahead for our lives. So lead us like a gentle shepherd. We claim your promise in Hebrews 13:5 that you will never leave or forsake us. Guide and inspire us all to follow your plan for our lives. We pray in your merciful name. Amen.
2: That was just after noon today. I believe that is me. the Jesuit uh, priest who is the chaplain of the uh, the House of Representatives and leading, leading the prayer before they open the session. Paul Ryan also uh, opened the session. I believe we invited everybody to stand and say the Pledge of Allegiance. If you feel like doing it yourself, uh, we can do that too. Dallas, do you have the Pledge of Allegiance? Just go ahead and tell me. Great. Fire away.
4: In reciting the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. I right. pledge of allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for
2: all. A moment that uh, I think is important today, because today is the day that we added under God to the Pledge of Allegiance. 1954, President Eisenhower signed the bill after Congress debated it. It was discussed back and forth. There's, there is still a discussion about under God and in God we trust. And uh, I, I have friends who are, I, I'm going to use the term, I know it's a bit, of, um, a bit of a contradiction, devout atheists. And they don't like the fact that in God we trust is on the money and under God is still in the Pledge of Allegiance. It wasn't always there, as you know. We'll go over that uh, that change in our history a little bit later. I was vamping a little bit to see if we get Dr. Jorge in here, but it doesn't sound like he's going to be joining us right away for this segment. He had a couple of things he wanted to go over, and I had a couple of things that I wanted to go over. Some fascinating things this morning in the um, in the opening of the House session when Paul Ryan stood up and Nancy Pelosi stood up. It showed us what we talked about earlier, that unity can be had, that we can get along, that we can be on the same page, that both sides can agree on something. And uh, I'll give you a little taste of what Paul Ryan said right here.
1: My colleagues, there are so many memories from this day that we will want to forget. And there are so many images that we will not want to see again. But there is one image in particular that this house should keep. And that is a photo I saw this morning of our Democratic colleagues gathered in prayer this morning after hearing the news. You know, every day we come here to test and to challenge each other. We feel so deeply about the things that we fight for and the things that we believe in. At times, our emotions can clearly get the best of us. We're all imperfect, but we do not shed our humanity when we enter this chamber. For all the noise and all the fury, we are one family. Possibly the best Paul
2: Ryan has ever been right there. Possibly something he should hang on to and, and try and recreate every single day. You can't. You can't sacrifice your humanity and say that you're defending your principles because humanity is one of those principles. Nancy Pelosi came out as well and spoke. To my colleagues, you're going to hear me say something you've never
3: heard me say before. I identify myself with the remarks of the speaker. (laughs) (laughs) They're beautiful remarks, Mr. Speaker. Thank you so much for the sentiments that they represent. Thank you so much.
2: I think those sentiments were genuine and Madam Pelosi if you could always retain that line of thinking and understand just as Paul Ryan does that this is a family. She did kind of indicate that in a remark made seconds after that thank you. It was it's a, it, it's a again it's in the family. It's an injury in the family uh, for the staff and for our colleague and for his leadership. As so Pelosi actually said, I'm going to be asking how Steve every five minutes. Good. I hope you remember that. I hope Paul Ryan remembers this. I hope all the Democrats who gathered in prayer in the dugout at their practice remember this. This is the real answer. This is the unity we need, not the politicization of this. Or politicization, I can't even speak. I'm going to take a break. When we get back, we'll either have Dr. Jorge or uh, we'll do a little history on the Pledge of Allegiance.
0: Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: Welcome back to Pure Opelka. We are monitoring the news. There won't, I don't think there will be any real breaking news on the situation, the shooting in Alexandria, Virginia, very near D.C. The 66-year-old alleged shooter, I think it's pretty safe to say we know who did it, dead, dead. And uh, from 825 miles away, God knows why he drove, what what made him do this. There are statements put out by Bernie Sanders, who this guy apparently volunteered for the Sanders campaign. And we'll talk about that after the top of the hour, because I have some thoughts about that. As people rush to say, see, see. See what the liberals are doing? Yeah, let's not play that game. But we'll talk about it. I want to get into the history end of things because there is so much history today. The birth of the United States Army. So it's so very important. The Declaration, that was in 1775 as we were just putting things together. And 1777, the Stars and Stripes adopted as the official flag of the United States, and we're, we're up to 50 on our way to maybe 51, who knows? And then um, in 1946, Donald John Trump was born. A few years later, eight years later, President Dwight David Eisenhower signed the law that put two words into the Pledge of Allegiance. Those two words, under God. And they weren't there in the beginning some of you have already weighed in on the the two words under god and the discussion the ongoing discussion about whether or not it it makes it difficult for you to to actually say the pledge the duchess of cofefe is weighing in on twitter saying if atheists believe in nothing why do they care about quote under god close quote in the pledge of allegiance always wondered i think a lot of us always wonder that duchess But thanks for checking in. The the Pledge of Allegiance was written by Francis Bellamy, the son of a Baptist minister from upstate New York, a guy that went to public schools. He was a speaker at University of Rochester before he followed in his father's footsteps to the pulpit preaching at churches in the Northeast in New York and Boston. In... uh, 1891 he stepped away from the ministry accepted a job uh, as from the principal owner and editor of something called youth's companion a family magazine that had a half a million subscribers think about that in 1891 a magazine with a half million subscribers it's a that's a big deal Uh, he was 37 at the time and he was working in the promotions department putting together a program of patriotic materials that was supposed to go to schools around the country to coincide with the opening ceremonies for the Columbian Exposition, which was happening in October of 1892, the 400th anniversary of Christopher Columbus arrival here in the new world. Bellamy was one of the people who successfully lobbied Congress to, um, Help convince Benjamin Harrison, President Benjamin Harrison, to proclaim Columbus Day a holiday. Now, one of the things that they wanted to put into this program was a salute to the flag for school kids to recite in unison. The deadline was approaching to get the program done, and uh, Bellamy's boss said, yeah, you better write that. I, I, I don't have time, and you have a knack for words. And it was on a hot August evening that Bellamy apparently got the idea to write, I pledge allegiance to my flag. And he wanted this to be a call to unity after the Civil War. The crisis was still in everybody's memory. It took him two hours. He wrote it. And this was the original. I pledge allegiance to my flag and the republic for which it stands, one nation indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. He said the cadence would be better if he added to the republic. So I pledge allegiance to my flag and to the republic for which it stands, one nation indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Well, that, that happened in 1892. And I'll explain to you. The interesting twist in the Pledge of Allegiance when we come back after the break. Michael Pelka on Pure Opelka. We'll be right back.
0: Pure Opelka with Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network.